Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Everybody, welcome to Weisscast on location. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with my co-host. Hey guys, it's Bryant yet again. And and we have a guest, a co a co host. <laughs> this is Justin Moss, longtime listener, first time correspondent. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, we're at his house in St. Louis, or. Me and him are. Bryant's still in Milledgeville. Yeah. I was about to say, by we. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that's why this is the first ever Weisscast on location. <laughs> I wouldn't say first of many, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> we'll probably get canceled at some point. <laughs> you know, the network. It's true, yeah. Cancel culture is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just excited to be on a Weisscast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know what? You get your five minutes of fame on Weisscast. All twenty of our listeners. <laughs> All of them matter. Well, okay. nineteen this week because one of your listeners is on the podcast. Oh, you're not gonna listen to it? Oh, I'll definitely listen, but I guess I disqualify myself by being a part. That's fair. <laughs> we we are about one fifth of our listener base right here. Hmm. <laughs> when, you, when you say it like that it makes it sound really sad look hp and apple both started in a garage with That's two true. three dudes so. i started in a basement and now i'm you know. in a second floor apartment right now Man. literally working your way up yeah. <laughs> i really am uh i guess we'll just get started with the siri joke of the week not looking forward to this me neither forward to this Tell me a joke. I liked my dentist so much, I gave him a little plaque. Oh, Jesus. That's disgusting. That's so gross. That might possibly be the worst joke I've ever heard. It It is. It it's. And it's not like Siri has a good track record of jokes. It's true. Um, so, Bryant, last week, uh, because I was unavailable we didn't record and i actually didn't post that old episode that i said i was going to post um um, so what did you do with your week off huh i don't even remember (laughs) that sounds like a great week off to me you did a lot of cocaine yeah that's what i did did a lot of cocaine and dodging the coronavirus hey me too but I did get a cold, so that. Oh, that's how it starts. <laughs> that's how. That's what they say, I guess. <laughs> if, if anyone in Missouri, St. Louis, or in even in my household contracts coronavirus, it is 100% your fault. It is. You're right, because I've been in the the airport the most recent. It's true. There you go. You know, guys, I guess we'll just hop right into from around the web. 
Time for some news. <laughs> he did it. He didn't even he didn't even ask if he could. He just did it. He just did it. <laughs> this is chaos. <laughs> I'm going to start with the first article, which is a good place to start. Um, you don't want to start with the fifth article? We've done that before. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so the first article comes from Polygon. Uh, and it says that Steven Spielberg will not direct Indiana Jones 5. Is this shocking? Eh. <laughs> no? I mean, you know, I feel like if Indiana Jones is going to be kind of going a different direction, Harrison Ford is going to be wrapping up his, his time in the role mm-hmm. soon. I feel like it would be good for the director's chair to change as well. Mm-hmm. So like a wholesale change would be beneficial for everybody involved. So, I mean, it's, it's surprising in the sense that like, it will be a complete, a complete like departure from what, we, what we've been used to, but mm-hmm. it's not surprising in the sense that everything has a move forward eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that Harrison Ford would leave before, Steven Spielberg. Mm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that to the Indiana Jones franchise, while Steven Spielberg is a huge part of it, mm-hmm. I feel like because Harrison Ford is the face of it and his recent comments, like he would be the one to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah. guess our premonitions were wrong. Uh, so they haven't confirmed a director yet. Um, I mean, it's probably going to be some, you know, younger director that may have a couple movies under their belts. You know, I don't, I don't imagine it would be like another big name director. Purely speculation, by the way. Yeah, there's, there's, um, specifically in the, the Polygon article, mm-hmm. article, they mentioned that James Mangold is one of the directors who is rumored to direct the film. Um, and he's the one who directed Wolverine and Logan. Oh yeah. And if you consider like the direction of the, uh, X-Men franchise, like it definitely took a more serious and dark turn with him uh-huh. at the helm. And I think if, if I try and imagine Indiana Jones doing that, I'm not sure if it's a good thing for the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause look at what Temple of Doom was. It was so much darker than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And, um, out of the original trilogy, that's by far my least favorite. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, this darker take's kind of been done in Indiana Jones, and it didn't. It has its audience. A lot of people really like yeah. it, but uh, definitely Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade are the better of the originals, and then. Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Uh, can we really complain though? As long as we don't get another Crystal Skull. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as we don't get another Crystal Skull. It it did spawn really, some decent memes. It did. It did. But normally when you get memed, it's not it's not usually a good thing. That's true. You know. Pretty true. But I think James Mango didn't he also direct Ford versus Ferrari? He's I think he did. He did. nominee. Yeah. So if he if he ends up in the director's chair, it the movie might end up being passable. So. Yeah. 
I think there's some potential for some really high quality content. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm trying to imagine his style in the Indiana Jones franchise. And it's difficult for me to see it being something that at least fans of the series can connect with. I mean, new viewers certainly will enjoy it, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, It is interesting that Indiana Jones has already tried to have a sequel unlike unlike star wars um who um i guess there is nothing really in between the prequels and sequels except for tv shows um it's interesting that this is happening and it's going to be like a sequel instead of a reboot mm-hmm. like yeah. it is confirmed it's going to be a sequel instead of a reboot so um it's interesting that they've already tried to do it once before and it failed oh you didn't like Shia LaBeouf he actually wasn't he was not the worst part of that movie no he was not (laughs) he wasn't the best part but he wasn't the worst part yeah yeah it was just a movie that they tried to fill with fan service and by bringing back the original of interest um and it was kind of a boring story with a stupid twist and he survived a nuclear explosion in a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> in the first yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. Where do you go from there? It's like when you show that to your audience, what it like nothing can top that. You just end the movie. Yeah, you just yeah, you just need to roll credits at that point. <laughs> when when that scene becomes a joke mm-hmm. for Ben Wyatt and Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. You know you have failed. Yep, you failed. <laughs> if any sitcom is like targeting scenes from your movie, you know Ouch. you failed. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Hey, we're done 15 seconds early. You want to okay. in- introduce the next article? I would love to. So, Plague Inc., one of the most popular app games pretty much ever. Mm-hmm. Um, has been pulled from all app stores in China because of the coronavirus outbreak. And I thought that that was hilarious. It's really Corona- funny. The Same. coronavirus outbreak isn't funny, but the fact that they are removing um, an app game where mm-hmm. you infect and you like bring a global pandemic up on the world and you just try to kill everyone because of this outbreak in China is ridiculous. And it was... They said that the game includes content that is illegal in China as determined by the Cyberspace Administration of China. So, and that's from Endemic Creations. That's the studio who mm-hmm. who created the app. So, yeah, uh, you know, don't mess with the Cyberspace Administrations of China. They'll <laughs> shut your stuff down. <laughs> have any? Have either of you played Plague Inc? I know. I mean, it's super popular. Yeah, I definitely have spent some time infecting the world. I I haven't. Um, I do the opposite. I cure the world in pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. Um, but I could see how this would be a lot of fun, like a big time waster. Um, just a good, good game to play, like on the way to, like if you're in a bus or like in an airport or something. Um, 
I actually kind of want to get it for my plane ride home <laughs> from St. Louis. Um, yeah, I've never played this, uh, and I know I know it's a popular game. Um, and it's really funny that they took it off the App Store because maybe they thought that's how uh, coronavirus is spreading. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, you got infected. Okay. <laughs> I tried to think of it when I saw this article yesterday. I really tried to put myself into their shoes and. I'm just lost as to the reasoning behind what the harm is of this application being in people's hands. Yeah. I mean, no one is directly getting infected from a phone app. That we know of. Correct. I mean, there might be some secondhand stuff going on here, but from my understanding, people can't get sick from playing a game. And this feels like a large exaggeration or response to... A very serious problem, and like you said, you don't want to take away from this coronavirus, but what is the harm of users spending some time playing a game? Yeah. I just can't find it. Ironically, too, that uh, Plague is one of China's most popular paid games mm-hmm. on for, as far as App Store downloads go. <laughs> so it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't over there right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are they supposed to play in the waiting room, you know? Like... I guess Tetris. <laughs> oh PUBG. PUBG. PUBG Mobile. Tetris. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Angry Birds making a comeback. I don't know. <laughs> Angry Birds 3. Angry Birds 3. Angrier Birds. Viral edition. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Also banned Corona Light there. Yeah. <laughs> But not extra. Not extra. Just light. No, not extra. <laughs> All right. Oh What's gosh. the next one? Yeah, uh, we're rolling through these. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> uh, so this is a really a, another pretty funny article. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from The Verge. Apple will not let villains use iPhones on screen in movies. Mm. Um, this... Or should they? <laughs> this is a. Uh... <laughs> Interview with Ryan Johnson, uh, whose Knives Out uh, just came out in the fall. It's a really good movie. Um, but if apparently, if you pay close attention, the villain in the movie never uses his phone on screen, and everyone else um, has iPhones. Hmm. Yeah. So apparently, it like gives away the twist. Mm. And. It's really interesting, and it's doubly interesting because Apple has their own TV streaming service now, and so, like, if there's an antagonist in their TV shows... Just give like, them a Google Pixel. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, only bad guys use Pixels. Um, and it's funny, because, like, I, the only one of those I watched is the morning show, and I haven't completely finished it i've I've only watched like six or seven episodes um but i don't know if there is an antagonist per se because they're all kind of crappy people um but like steve carell is the guy that got fired from the tv show and he very clearly uses an iphone throughout the show because so it feels kind of like a double standard in that way it's like oh our content anyone can use it but if 
if you want to make a movie featuring iPhones, uh, you're a bad guy. You can't. He either can't be seen using it, or you, you know, give him a give him a Windows phone or something. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Ryan Johnson also say that like, man, if Apple does that, then you'll be able to spot the good guys versus the bad guys depending on what phones they're mm-hmm. holding. Yep. Ryan Johnson's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I kind of think it's funny. I don't have a problem with it. I just mm-hmm. think it's the most Apple thing Apple could possibly do. It really is. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, it's they didn't do it for any reason other than we sell these phones, so we want the best image possible. Yep. So we can make our bad guys use iPhones, but no one else can. It, it's also like kind of annoying if probably if you're a filmmaker because i feel like prop studios have probably just a bunch of dummy iphones laying around you know and it's just like that extra step oh yeah sorry you can't use your phone on screen or hey use this (laughs) takes the Mm -hmm. iphone and i mean it it almost makes me think that eventually we'll get to a point where companies will be so concerned about um the way people perceive their brand that everything let's just use technology for instance in movies and shows mm-hmm. it'll just be a blank tablet or a blank phone which will take mm-hmm. the realism out of it you know like yeah you connect more with people when you see them using wearing being like you mm-hmm. and yeah. when actors or directors can't use tools and props that direct like directly connect us with the people the characters in the shows while it's a small piece it still removes a part of that connection. Mm-hmm. It just seems excessive to me. It really does. And it's kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Tone deaf. Tone. Yep. Maybe tone deaf. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Who cares? I mean, it's, uh, it's not like, it's not like the villain is like breaking the fourth wall and like showing his iPhone to the camera <laughs> and, then, and then turning the, turning the screen to the camera as he hits a button that like detonates a school or something like it's not like yeah. he's doing that he just has one <laughs> look what app i downloaded all of, a, all of a sudden everyone in the world decides they no longer want to be a blue bubble and that being a green bubble is mm-hmm. the right choice yeah, exactly <laughs> oh this is i think it's funny that this even came up in an interview like i want to know like what they were talking about in the interview before this was written like Right. They were probably just talking like, so what are your plans for Knives Out 2? Because um, that's coming. And he's probably just going on and on. And he's like, the only thing is, like, this guy wasn't allowed to use uh, <laughs> an iPhone on screen because Apple had this stupid rule, like, blah, blah, blah. So if you look closely, this person is actually the bad guy if you're paying really close attention. And you know, this isn't the first person that Apple's come to and been like, you can't use Mm -hmm. iPhones for bad guys. So how long have they been, you know, contracting directors and producers of movies and TV shows to prevent them from giving them a bad image? You know, like he's, he's probably breaking his NDA and Mm -hmm. whatever, but it's just like, how long has this been going on? Since 2007. Easily. easily, Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a safe. That's a safe guesstimate. <laughs> yeah, there was a I, in that article. In fact, they talked about uh, you know let me just. There's a show where all of the villains were using Windows computers, mm-hmm. and all of the heroes were using MacBooks. Oh my god! You know, it's not just the phone; it's across the board. Yeah, of course, device. it is. <laughs> now, now it's gonna matter. Yeah. This is what now? Now we gotta make sure that they don't like typecast specific people with what they use in movies. Mm-hmm. That's us. Mm-hmm. So. That is, you're right. That is the most Apple thing that Apple could do. <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh man. But what's not ridiculous is how awesome CD Projekt Red are as a yes. developer. And their game Cyberpunk 2077 that has been out. That I mean, they've been working on it since I think 2013, and they finally gave a release date for it at E3 last year. And it got pushed back because they were still working on some things. So it's going to be released in September of 2020. Um, you know, Xbox Series X has been announced and PlayStation 5 has been like announced ish up to this point. And, you know, Xbox Series X has talked about having backwards compatibility and things across just all games for anything Xbox. And the CD Projekt kind of quoted that, uh, quote tweeted that and said that. Consumers of games should never, ever have to buy a game twice. So if you purchase Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox One, when you get the Xbox Series X, you will automatically have that transferred to your new console for free. And I think that that is one of the most amazing things that they could have done, um, considering how high of a profile game that this is going to be. And I mean, they're clearly a developer that loves they're consumers, unlike, you know, mm-hmm. most developers out there. So did you guys hear about this at all? Or what do you think about that? <clears throat> I'm. It kind of makes me proud. I have mm-hmm. no connection to CD Projekt Red at all. But, you know, just being a gamer, someone who's game for a long time, like seeing a developer decide to put the users and the gamers ahead of their pocketbook is kind of incredible. You know, it can't do any harm to the industry. If anything, I'm sure it's going to hurt their pocketbooks a little bit. But if more gamers can play your game, you make it easier for more people to access your game. You're only going to grow the love of gaming. You're only going to grow your notoriety. And from there, you're going to be able to make even better product for your users. So I'm excited to see how this works. Yeah, I'm trying to find the name of the feature... It's not in the article, um, but I heard another podcast talk about the name of the feature. Um, and Xbox first party games are going to use it as well. Um, the same one that CD Projekt Red uh, is using to bring uh, Cyberpunk to the Series X. Um, so when you buy a game, when you buy a game there um, on Xbox One, you'll automatically be able to play it. Um, you'll get that Series X upgrades for free from first party. And they're opening that to uh, other developers as well. And CD Projekt Red was just the first to take advantage of it. And it's kind of confusing because they 
Series X is fully backwards compatible. So, like, I guess um, some games won't have that, you know, 8K resolution or whatever. Um, But it's also really cool that they'll get those updates for free instead of having to buy the second. Um, And the people that were talking about how... Uh, in the it, it was on kind of funny's uh, PlayStation podcast. They were talking about how um, the reason there were so many remakes this generation, specifically on PlayStation, is because the PlayStation Three had special cell processing um, that none of the games could be ported anywhere. So they just had to completely remake the games and re-release them. Mm. And so they were able to charge um, full price for the games twice and. Yeah, it was kind of, this was kind of a flex on that, like, even though it's like a seven-year-old deal. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really cool. I've never really been into CD Projekt Red games. Um, I've, I guess they only really only have the Witcher series right now, but I'm really interested in Cyberpunk. Um, and I think me and Hargrove are going to split it when it comes out. I'm pretty excited for Brian, it. Right. did you, do you know if, um... This will also be for PlayStation because I'm interested to see if one there's an issue with PlayStation and Sony similar to the current generation where it's difficult for developers to port, but also if specifically CD Projekt Red is only doing this for Microsoft's Xbox. I think that they are. I think they'll probably end up trying to work something out to do it for PlayStation because I. I'm pretty sure PlayStation 5 will also have backwards compatibility to PlayStation 4. But mm-hmm. as of right now, I think that that announcement was specifically like tailored for Xbox because backwards compatibility across whether it's Xbox One games 360 or original Xbox games was, was kind of something that Phil Spencer said was going to be a part of the Series X from launch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that was CB, CD Projekt trying to kind of double down on that and say, hey, if you're really looking forward to our game and you get a Series X, don't worry. You won't have to pay for it again. You'll be able to get it. And I'm sure that they'll try to work yeah. something out with Sony to get that. I mean, if you think about how it'll be interesting, you know, spe- they specifically said that it's a feature of the Xbox Series X for it to be easier for developers to board mm-hmm. over games. Um Versus, you know, we haven't really heard much from Sony on the PlayStation 5 on whether or not that'll be a feature. And so when consumers like myself, specifically, who are primarily um, console gamers, when we're considering spending our money and upgrading, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very difficult to decide to choose a system that forces me to buy games over again versus a system that guarantees that many if not all of my games will be accessible on the new hardware Mm -hmm. yeah and it's really cool that the series x is going to be compatible with four generations of games um right now the playstation 5 is only guaranteed to be backwards compatible with playstation 4 um still a lot of games but it's not nearly as many obviously um and there's no guarantee of up res or running better. Um, so right now on paper, the Series X is sounding like a real, real beast. Twelve teraflops, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> that's how many times it'll take for me to flop through a game before yeah. I get at it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 
Um, I guess we'll move on to the next one. Uh, so one of one of a or I should say a pretty popular developer um, is getting into publishing. Uh, we've talked about Platinum Games before. Um, we talked about Scalebound a few weeks ago, um, and they are actually uh, self-publishing their own game, uh, and I think it's called Project GG. Yes, Project GG. Um, I watched the trailer for this yesterday, or two days ago, and it looked really interesting. Um, Platinum is a developer that gained popularity with the Beautiful Joe games, um, and then kind of gained more popularity with Bayonetta, and uh, kind of got um, they had they created a really good relationship with Nintendo after making the wonderful 101, um, and then kind of had an a, almost exclusive relationship, like second party type relationship with Nintendo um, for a while when they brought Bayonetta games exclusively to Nintendo consoles, um, and then they kind of jumped back to Xbox with Scalebound, and that obviously never came out. Um, but they want to self-publish it, so they're trying to acquire the rights. Um, but this game announcement's huge, because when a studio becomes big enough to self-publish, um, that that just gives them a lot more freedom. Um, there aren't that many self-publishing studios, if you think about it. Um, Bethesda is one. Bethesda. Um, CD Projekt is another. Yeah. CD Projekt, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Um, I can't really. I mean, you guess you could say EA. They have a bunch of studios though. Um, yeah. So there really aren't many. Um. Well, Kojima Productions now is a self-publishing. Yeah, but they still have a second party. They do have they do, do still have second party stuff, but um, but yeah, this is huge. Um, especially because I I don't think I think the last time I heard about any studio becoming this big was probably Bethesda. Um, but that was they weren't even like they've they've always kind of self published, but I guess whenever they opened like Arcane and like bought id software and the all the acquisitions that they have like that's when i realized that they were growing and so it's really cool to see another studio getting that big um i think this is actually a kickstarter campaign um to help self-publish uh and so it's it's interesting that there's a difference between triple a self-publishing and indie studio self-publishing because yeah. um, you see any studios self-publish all the time. Um, but there aren't many AAA studios that do this. Um, and did either of you get the chance to watch the the trailer or hear about it? I did not. No, I haven't got a chance to watch the trailer. Not yet. It looks really interesting. It's supposed to be the spiritual successor to Wonderful 101, which is this game where you literally control about a hundred people at the same time. 
It's really interesting and it's very kind of like Pikmin. Yeah, it's very Just unique. Just to say that it's like Pikmin. <laughs> yeah, but it's a hundred superheroes, not a hundred little I mean, things. We can all agree that Pikmin are basically superheroes. They kind of are. Yeah, they. Yeah, they keep, all, they keep Olimar from getting killed on these weird planets <laughs> he goes to. True. I mean, they are the ultimate sacrificial lamb. They really are, poor guys. And gals. Has anyone yeah. ever thought about how violent of a game Pikmin is? You see these things just like some of these creatures on these planets just snatch up and like eat seven or eight of these things at once. And Olimar just keeps chucking them out there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is what is happening? <laughs> oh, he's a real tool, you know. He, he, he just decides that these creatures are worthless compared to himself. Outrageous. <sighs> god complex it is it is a god complex <laughs> but anyway good for you platinum games <laughs> yeah you know for as much as we talked about platinum games on wisecast i have to admit i've never played a platinum game <laughs> i played i played the beautiful joe series i love the beautiful joe games I actually yeah a beautiful joe so people really want beautiful joe 3 so badly it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's not going to uh, happen. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I felt like that was the time to confess that I've never played a Platinum game. I'll um, need it to be said. <laughs> I've played as Bayonetta on Smash. That's that... kind of like playing a Bayonetta game, because if you're playing as Bayonetta on Smash, what's the difference between doing that and playing as Bayonetta on a Bayonetta game? Nothing. Exactly. So you, no. you played Platinum Games. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad I can confess that to you guys. <laughs> this is a safe place. This is a safe place. Uh, let's go on to the next article. What you got for us? So there's new Star Wars stuff announced a few days ago that there's going to be a combination of a series of books and comics about the golden age of the Jedi called Star Wars The High Republic. I am incredibly excited about this. There is no there's no TV shows or no movies about this yet, but you know that they've got to be coming. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, my gosh, are we getting new TV shows or movies? No, it's just comics and books. But, I mean, there's been so much success with the Vader comics and, like, the Windu comics and all of those things. Like, And they're, and they're outsourcing to many different comic book publishers. So you get a lot of different um, art styles and ultimately the same kind of stories that weave together. But, mm-hmm. it'll, be, but it'll just be really cool to see how how they all play out. Um, and, you know, they're not just I mean, they're smart, so they're not just going to give it to like just Marvel and just kind of let Marvel run the show. You know, mm-hmm. so it'll be really cool. Um, did either of you see the announcement trailer for this or have? read any more about it since it's been announced i haven't gotten to watch the trailer for it but i did read about it some um and also there was i think i saw a promo thing for it we were in a comic store earlier today um, and there was a bunch of star wars comics and graphic novels and i think i saw a promo thing for it there as well um this is really interesting uh now high republic correct me if i'm wrong high republic is different than like the old republic yeah so the old republic is a couple thousand years 
prior to kind of the events of um, episode six of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The High Republic is set 200 years before the Phantom Menace. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. So there's like going to be little to no Sith activity. And if it is, it's going to be like very hush hush secret because they thought the Sith were extinct until Sidious came back. Yep. So, wow, it's going to be very interesting. Probably going to see young Yoda, you know. Macy's young Yoda. Not not baby Yoda. Not the child, (laughs) which I can continue to call it the child because that is what it's called. True. (laughs) Yeah, it's not Yoda. It's the child. I know. Didn't they name the, the species? No. I thought they did. No, no, he. I think they specifically said they wouldn't be mm. naming the species yeah. or the actual character. The child. The child. I just want the Funko Pop, the child. There you go. Is it available yet? No. No, not yet. Just speaking of speaking of like. I was about to say, speaking of Old Republic stuff, but the child is not anyway. doesn't matter. Did you know that they're going to be releasing a Star Wars Black Series figure for Darth Revan? No. Yeah. That's cool. That's, I, was, I was like, why are they doing that unless they're making him canon? <laughs> well, we already knew he was canon. Yeah, but I still was like, ah, they're just being, that was just J.J. Abrams trying to be cute. But it's like yeah. I know this movie sucks, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Darth, Re- Darth Revan's canon. <laughs> Darth Revan's canon. I mean, I am excited about this this comic series, though comics and books. Apparently, the Jedi are going to be facing off against a group called the Nile, which were described as like Vikings. Huh. Kind of like kind of like these Viking like characters, and some of the concept art for these characters. Like so, like the guy who who created the design for Darth Maul is going to, is going to be creating all of the concept art for all of the Jedi in these series. Nice. Hmm. So that's gonna be really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped about this. I think it's gonna be great. And new Star Wars as content. A, as a comes. casual Star Wars fan, I will never complain about new Star Wars content. Now, yeah. after the fact. I will complain to no end if it's terrible, but exactly, yeah, yeah, as you're allowed to. <laughs> as you're allowed to, you're like, yeah, new Star Wars movie. Well, that was terrible. <laughs> yep. Bring um, back George. Bring back George. But don't let him ride on his own. <laughs> you know that there's a rumor that Disney is wanting George Lucas to write and direct a standalone film. For Star Wars. As long as he doesn't have access to CGI equipment, it'll be fun. <laughs> I think it would be awesome. <laughs> I don't want George Lucas to stay far away from his creation. As long as he has a writing team with him. <laughs> what if they just like, here's your writing team, and they just they just like open a room and it's just... just gave me Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hayden Christensen's like, all right, here's the deal. You got to be a planet with sand. <laughs> well, we've already done that twice. Don't care. 
Don't care. Don't care. I, yeah, I can't. I love I love new Star Wars stuff. I'm excited about this. Very, very pumped. All right, what do you got for us? I got my last article, uh, which is Microsoft and Epic Games are the latest game developers to drop out of GDC or the Game Developers Conference. Um, and we're done. All right. We're done with that. Ar- <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to say there. Uh, so Sony previously dropped out. Um, I forget who else dropped out before them. But it's looking like GDC is not going to happen this year because of coronavirus. Um, really yeah. sucks because I I love like GDC and E3 and which is also probably not going to happen, but not because of coronavirus. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like all these uh, different uh, game conferences. Watch Gamescom. Um, so it's just sad that another another conference might be canceled. A bunch of people dropped out of PAX East, which is also which also might be canceled. Um, actually, wait, it's happening this weekend. I don't think it's canceled. Uh, <laughs> Maybe but, like Bethesda will show up. No, it's probably just going to be a bunch of indie developers. Um, I'll take I that. I mean, that too. can't be bad for the industry though. If- as long as conferences aren't are canceled, which they will be if the big all the big boys pull out, mm-hmm. but you know if if these conferences don't take place, it opens the door for more indie developers to take up the news cycle that is now open. Mm-hmm. Um, now that might not happen because all these big developers are still going to put out their new stuff, but it just it gives the opportunity for people who wouldn't normally take up the headline. To finally possibly reach up and grab that. Yeah. The the problem is I don't know if news outlets are sending their people there. Like I don't know if IGN's going. Um, I imagine some smaller ones are going still um, because they see this as their chance to kind of take up the slack. But. Um, you know, I actually had, I, I was in town uh, in Boston a couple years ago when GDC was there. Not GDC, PAX East. And it was just too expensive to go, but I really wanted to go because the PAC, apparently the PAX conferences are the most fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like PAX East is supposed to be good, PAX Prime, PAX West. Um, they're supposed to all be super fun. Um, and I really want to go one day, but just not in the cards and you know if we all die because of coronavirus i guess i won't go it's unfortunate <laughs> that coronavirus is getting all of these conferences that we all care about canceled but mm-hmm. the freaking olympics is still gonna happen yeah justin's against the olympics um which is interesting to me um i'm i'm for the olympics but i really want it to be like the olympics of old with uh uh what did we use the world's fair yeah like i want there to be world's fair alongside it um mm-hmm. like it was way back in the early 1900s because um, it'd be so cool could you imagine like the olympics gdc ces all happening at the same time that's essentially what the world's fair is oh man and then coronavirus would instantly be a pandemic that's fine i've been saying this for years we need a new plague oh well, <laughs> well, you're getting it <laughs> 
Just kidding. Dwight Schrute said that. I and was, we have I was now quoting. lost any and all possibility of this podcast becoming sponsored. And sponsored by Emo's Pizza. <laughs> Please don't sue the, the Wise Cast. Please don't. Mm-mm-mm. Emo's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Let's go on to your last article. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. So Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, is stepping down and being replaced by Bob Shapik, like effective immediately. Mm-hmm. Like Iger was supposed to stay in the position until the end of 2021, but that was expedited. He's gone. Um, he's no longer the CEO of Disney, which is, I mean, Disney is a pretty like big kind of well-oiled machine, so I don't think that there'll be too much too much change in that regard, but. Iger is the CEO who kind of spearheaded Disney bringing Marvel and Star Wars kind of into their kind of family of things that they own. Um, and so I was I was reading about this recently and I was kind of thinking about kind of what would happen going going forward just with the new CEOs. Like this is the seventh CEO in Disney's history now. Um, but Shapik has done quite a quite a few things. I mean, he has. Um, he was the one who spearheaded the the vault for Disney's home entertainment. Um, he worked as their parks chairman at one point, and he oversaw the opening of Shanghai Disney. Um, he oversaw the expansion of the Disney Cruise Line, and he oversaw the unveiling of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So he he so he's done a lot when it comes to the creative roles and things when it comes. So hopefully that will translate as he kind of moves into the role of CEO of Disney. Um, oh, what do you guys think of that? Have you have you kind of read this article at all, or have you heard about this? Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I, I feel like with a company as big and influential, um, and like you said, you know, well organized and well oiled as Disney, I kind of feel like we won't see the impact of this transition for many years. You know, it's kind of like a president. Like, you don't really know how effective a president is until they're four years out of office. But, um, you know, eight, ten years from now, what are we going to be saying about this transition? Was this good? Was this bad? You know, do we see a drop in quality of Disney content? Or um, is the direction? You know, it's, it's hard to say, but I, I am interested to see how things change or if they change at all. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I kind of doubt things will change that drastically. Um, if things change at all, I feel like it'll just be more acquisitions, um, like possibly acquiring the rights to Spider-Man and all the apparently 900 characters that come with him. Um, <laughs> and actually, have either of you uh, seen the film theory on that? So it's actually not even really a theory. It's just a fact. Um, So apparently Apple's interested in buying Sony pictures. Um, But if that happens, the Spider-Man film rights automatically go back to Marvel. So, but the estimated value of Spider-Man film rights are about $10 billion. Hmm. And so Disney 
is watching that very carefully because they could buy those rights for $10 billion, which is roughly three times what they bought all of Marvel for. Yeah. Um, or they could just get it for absolutely free if Sony Pictures ends up being bought by Apple. Which, I mean, that would be the deal of a lifetime, but also a crying shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so obviously Sony would rather get yeah. the $10 billion. And Disney doesn't need any handouts. Mm-mm. Nope. It doesn't. Um, and so really all they would need to acquire after that, as far as Marvel goes, is Hulk and Hulk-related um, titles um, slash characters, um, which they don't even necessarily want because they have a sweet deal with Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they can't do a Hulk standalone movie, but he can be an ensemble character. And they've tried to make Hulk movies before, and they haven't been that good. So just make him an ensemble character. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, I mean, as far as Disney goes, I like to believe that they have found their way and the CEO is more of a figurehead mm-hmm. than a decision maker. Um, like I, I doubt, I personally doubt that one person could have so much influence to totally change the direction of a company. Now, yeah. how much do I really know? I'm not saying I know yeah. at all, but I really have a feeling that we won't see too much change in the short term or really in the long term with this transition from one Bob to the other. You, some might even call it a bobblehead. Bob to Bob. <laughs> well, that's really so, the end of our articles. Well, here, I've got real quick. Oh, you um, have an article? Yeah, actually, I do. Surprise article. So This has never happened before. Yesterday I saw, yeah, so yesterday I saw a couple articles pop up, mm-hmm. um, and I'm interested to see what you guys think on this. There is a rumor that Apple is finally going to make a uh, keyboard case for the iPad that has a trackpad. Are we finally going to to discover that Apple was right when they questioned what a computer really is? Mm. I think – so the, the headline of the article that you're referring to is, Dear Apple, don't let the trackpad turn the iPad into a Mac. Um Mm. And I, I skimmed this article earlier, actually, and um, I, I kind of have always thought that Mac OS and I guess it's iPad OS now should merge in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't understand why they would want why they would why they wouldn't want this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it kind of just makes sense because they're like web-based apps are getting more and more prevalent. Um, ARM processors are on the rise, like mobile processors are on the rise. Um, So, like, I don't understand exactly why they wouldn't want this to happen. Um, And I think Apple was right to question like what a computer could be like that commercial, that stupid commercial a couple years ago with the girl like mm-hmm. on her iPad. And she was like, or her grandma was like, is that your computer? And the girl's like, what's a computer? You know? 
<laughs> I, I when I think about it, it almost makes me ask the question: rather, what is a computer? What is the purpose of a tablet mm-hmm. at this point? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's been my thing is like, and you kind of you kind of saw that dilemma in Apple's mind when the like iPhone was out, but also like the iPod was out. Mm-hmm. And it was like the iPod Touch was out, and then the iPhone was gaining popularity, and eventually they just discontinued the iPods because they're just like, I mean, you can just do all of that on the phone. So why would we sell two different things? And yeah, and it'd be really interesting because I've always been like, why would you, what's the purpose of getting a tablet if you could just get a Mac? What's the purpose of getting an iPod if you, uh, iPad if you could just get a Mac? But then what, what would even be the purpose further of getting an iPad and then a keyboard extension with a trackpad if you could just get a Mac? It just doesn't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's very it's very strange. It's all about portability um, and ease of use. With like, for some reason, people just understand touchscreens. Like, yeah. you give you give a kid a phone, they just like automatically know how to use use like an iPhone or an iPad or whatever. Um, I think the ease of use with a touchscreen is like way higher. Um, when I use my Surface Pro as a tablet, um, I really enjoy like scrolling around websites um, and you know switching from apps. I, I want to believe that, but then in my even my own personal experience, you know, if we are at a point where the iPad Pro specifically mm-hmm. is the ultimate current evolution of a tablet. And yet we still see this company who, I mean, Steve Jobs said he didn't even want a button on the front of the iPhone. He wanted it Mm -hmm. to be totally touch dependent. And here we are, their best touch product needs a trackpad. Mm -hmm. You know, is the form factor actually successful or has it Mm -hmm. failed? And they're realizing the shortcomings. And because it's a money grab, like, let's just keep the product, but give Mm -hmm. the feature that already exists in another device. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I would lean. I feel like I feel like this is similar to them eventually dis- deciding to discontinue the iPod Touch because everyone is just going to get an iPhone. Why would you buy an iPod? You mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like this is just them kind of being like, ooh, maybe we should just push the Mac more and just kind of real like not worry so much about trying to push the iPad. Yeah, I think that they're just going to end up merging the two because that's kind of the direction as far as power they've been going anyways. Yeah. Um, And just adding a trackpad kind of confirms that. Like, even a trackpad is way more, like, precise than a, you know, my fat finger. Mm-hmm. Um, And granted, the most precise is a mouse, like... Yeah, being able to like edit video or pictures or something with a mouse is way easier than it is with a trackpad. Yeah. Um, and I actually haven't gotten the chance to use my stylus to edit photos or anything, but I know for digital drawing that's a lot easier than using a mouse. So I think people are just I think they're just trying to get the most 
uses out of their machine that they can because pros look different. Like yeah. a pro like digital artist is going to use their device way different than a video editor will use or a sound yeah, editor. But I think that also like reinforces <clears throat> the question of is the tablet really necessary? Because when you consider what the use cases are, touch is really successful for entertainment. You know, your mm-hmm. phone is primarily an entertainment tool. Mm-hmm. Your computer is primarily a work device. So yeah. when you look at pro users, they're not using touch. They're using some kind of external device to move around, operate, edit, whatever. It's, you know, it's a trackpad, it's a pen, it's a, a mouse. And then when they switch to their phone, those same exact people are now using their finger, but they're not working anymore, so they're being less precise. So I think trying to find a middle ground or make one thing do too many things, companies are learning it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to have a computer and to have a phone. We don't need a tablet that does everything. You know, Ron Swanson said it best, mm-hmm. never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting that companies are learning this, but at the same time, they're still releasing these things that are trying to be like a Swiss army knife of a device. Um, Like I was saying, like I can use my surface as a laptop. I can use it as a tablet. There's a dock so I could use it essentially as a desktop. Um, There's a lot of different use cases for it and it's powerful enough that I can have it do whatever it needs short of gaming. Like, I mean, can play like Minecraft or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, but it's also light enough. Like I couldn't even feel it in my backpack when I packed. I mean, it's it's like a little over a pound. But let me ask: <clears throat> when you go to get on Instagram, what device are you picking up? My phone. Your phone? Yeah, you're gonna pick yeah. up your phone. You know, it's it, it really is like the purpose of the device kind of directs the interaction with the device Mm -hmm. and when a device tries to do too many things it convolutes that interaction and people lose interest because they don't know how best to use the device Mm -hmm. so i think that apple really pushing this you know trackpad movement with the ipad kind of reinforces everyone's or at least a lot of people's opinion that the tablet was it had its moment but it's moving away it's it's dying at this point yeah was a good fad. It was a, it was a good it was a good fad until they tried to turn it into a computer. <laughs> Wait, what is a computer? Exactly. Well, what is a computer? What is a computer? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. Everyone knows Apple. You already have one. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got your your billion dollar or trillion yeah, it's dollars. It's not even like they have a bad computer. They have a great computer. Yeah, they have a great computer. Don't try to make your iPad a computer. No one's going to buy it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess it's time to go into our last segment. Oh, man. Which lately has been TV show 20 questions. And I think it's my turn to pick. Yes. Correct. And so you two guess. You guys can alternate questions. Oh, gosh. Brian, I am going to let you down <clears throat> severely. It's all so, right. I've been letting myself down. It's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. 
I got one. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, TV shows. So did this TV show, was it released before January 1st, 2010? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tell me how to ask my question. Can. Makes e- editing easier. Well, apparently, I just need to ask, was this show released before January 1st, 2000? Yes. Oh, man. We're in here, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Was this show released before January 1st, 2005? Wait, are you sure you want to answer that? You should probably ask 95. No, 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 no. Are you sure you want to ask that? Because he, I, I don't, it, yeah, I it's don't. Before two thousand. So was this? So when I said two thousand five, I meant ninety five. No, it was okay. not. Okay, cool. Okay. Is this show a cartoon? No. Um, was it released on one of the? Five major networks. I'm assuming it's five off the top of my head. So ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, NBC. I think I said NBC twice, but. Unknown. Let me look it up. ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC. Actually, there's four. The four major. The show was released between the time that I was one and six years old. So my chances of recollecting are extremely (laughs) low. (laughs) I think I was watching Barney, and I don't even know at the time. Uh, Big comfy couch. Big comfy couch. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, no, it was not. Sorry. Not one of the four major networks. No. Ooh. Okay. Uh, was the main character? A male. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like to try to nail down networks that helps me think about. So it's not a cartoon, but that doesn't mean that it didn't come on. So, okay. So was this show released? Okay. Is, is this show geared more towards adults? Yes. Okay. Mm. That was seven. Would you consider this show a comedy? No. Main character's male. You're more towards adults. Is it a soap opera? No. Okay. Mm. We've got a male figure in a show between 95 and 2000, not on a major network. Yeah, what kind of garbage is this? geared towards adults it was geared towards it was geared towards adults great my my five-year-old self definitely watched this show Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's not a cartoon hmm oh man i don't have any boss music today thank god (laughs) (laughs) i was nervous (laughs) was this show a full hour runtime yes our runtime. Okay. So this is question number nine. 
Oh, my goodness. Um, was this show really popular for its time period? Um, take off the modifier, really. <laughs> okay, so it was just popular. Yes. Okay. Has this show seen a modern resurgence in popularity? Um, no. Is this show a... I don't, know, I don't want to ask that. That'd be a waste of a question. Um, oh my gosh. Geared more towards adults. I'm trying to like think of... Those networks have changed so much. <laughs> Did this show... Um, so it's not a, you said it's not a comedy too. So, um, <clears throat> is this show like what, what, what would even the genre be called for this? Is it more along the lines of a kind of like police drama no okay mm. that was 12 well so you've got an hour-long show with a male lead geared to adults <laughs> that aired between 95 and 2000 i should i'm gonna correct you and say it started between 95 and 2000 okay started between 95 and 2000 i i mean i'm i'm not even sure where to go with my questions here um keep going with the genre would you consider it a drama in the broader sense um I would say drama is a subgenre, but yes. Oh, that, that gave us zero information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is it still in the air? It is not. Okay. It'd be impressive if it was. Was the. Um, Yes, yeah, great, thanks. Hmm. Is there a second primary character, or even, I guess let's just go with the antagonist. Is the antagonist of the show also a male? Uh, there isn't, like, one primary antagonist. Interesting. So, I don't know. But oh gosh. Welcome to question fifteen. Why are we Pokemon You may use your hint anytime between now and question twenty. Let's just use it now. Okay. Um your hint is 
the main character on this TV show was previously known for another TV show. Again, like, I was very, between the ages of one and six. Very at the popular time this show TV came show out. he was known for. Why don't I watch more 90s TV? Oh, man. The show's great. I love this show. And I hate you for loving it. (laughs) Watch it with my dad all the time. Back in the day. Guy was in two two shows. So the other show that he was in was incredibly popular. Yeah. But the second show that he was in was not as popular but still popular but still yeah. popular definitely like not on the same level oh man <laughs> man i should have just i could tell um by the way i'm asking my questions and since you can actually see me unlike the listeners I have no idea what this show is or have any clue what it could be. Oh, man. The funny thing is, like, whenever I do that, I'm just going to put this out here right now. The only reason that Aaron is winning is because he does he does stuff like this. All right? It's a conspiracy. I toss him softballs because I'm trying to have a good time out here. <laughs> like... I'm out here like Ryan is, is giving you shows that he actually watches. Weiss is like looking like, up the most convoluted show. He I've can seen find. this show, not in its entirety, but it's a good show. I've seen a considerable amount of episodes for I'm it. I'm out here playing like slow pitch church softball, and he's like throwing <laughs> splitters. <laughs> Weiss really wants that Chick Fil A. Yeah. No, he wants it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Oh, oh man. <clears throat> right. It's my question. And my question is why are you the way you are? <laughs> my answer is yes. Uh, okay, so this show. Okay. Um did it does this show air on like a separate a separate like part of a network that's known for something else. So like, did it air at like Nick at night? Oh, that's a good question. No. Okay. Thank you. Oh, Cause there's so great. many of those like, like cartoon network versus. Yeah, adult. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I actually would have never thought of that question, but same. I will, I will keep that in mind for future TV shows. Mm, where do I go from here? <laughs> Dude, I'm going to owe this man Chick-fil-A. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, would you consider this show a family show? No. Oh, come on. That was, that was 17. 17. 17. All right, we have two more questions, and then we have to guess. Yep. Um, I actually, I think I will give you another hint, because this was a this is a difficult one. <laughs> but at, at 19, before you guess your TV show. Okay. Oh, man. I don't want to waste. I don't want to. I have like so many questions I could ask that would just be a waste. Um, I 
Is this show? Gosh. Is the okay? Is the other show that this actor was known for was that show a comedy? Or or was the genre was it like a comedy or was the genre the same? That's a good question. I'm looking it up. Again, not that it will help me at all because <laughs> it's not even helping me. <laughs> um, it was not a comedy. Um, but I will say on IMDb, three out of the four genres listed for each show are the same. <laughs> what the heck? So this is the same I'm show? I'm a pond here. Yeah. This is the same show. It's a three out of four. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> still the same show. <laughs> okay, this is not a question, mm-hmm. so don't count this. But the only thing I can think of, and I know for a fact it's not this, is I'm thinking like Tim the Toolman Taylor in my <laughs> head right now. You're thinking, you're thinking home improvement? <laughs> show. Should have picked that. Yeah. Great show. It's a great show. Yeah, and we know it is not a comedy, but yeah, in my mind, also, that's yeah. where I'm going. Right home <laughs> and, he also said, <laughs> and he also said it didn't come on Nick at Night, so. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Man. Also, that originally aired on ABC, so. Yes, yeah, and it was network. also on a major network. Yep. Yeah. So. One more question than the guests. Right. I I'm gonna allow you to ask another question since you seem to have some direction here because no, no, this this is your quick we're alternating. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. This is great because I've never gone down in the Wisecast twenty question ship with someone else. So <laughs> <laughs> this is good. <laughs> oh, this is what twelve uh, teraflops looks like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, man. Um, oh, man. I hint, I is the actor from this show still in a major show today, or in the la- I'll say last five years? No. Okay. That was a good question, though. All right, so my last hint was <clears throat> before this TV show, there was a movie based on this IP. Hmm. I should not ba- I shouldn't say based on this IP. I should say a movie started this universe. That's what I should say. That hint feels like it actually makes it more difficult for us to guess. I'm sticking with my gut. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, man. So since we have two people guessing, does that mean we have two shots at this? No. 
See, that's some vote. That's come on now. <laughs> Look, it's it's fine because again, I have no guess. I don't even know where to start. It's twenty questions, not twenty-one questions. One of them isn't even a question. It's technically nineteen questions and a guess. That's fair. <laughs> so yeah, we technically got our twenty. So. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. All right. I am going to guess that this TV show is Jag. No. (laughs) Dang it. This TV show. Wait, wait. Can I ask mine? Sure. Is this TV show Bible Man? <laughs> <laughs> Source material. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no. First airing in, on July 27th, 1997, on Stars. Okay. But later switching to Sci Fi, Stargate SG 1. Oh, my oh God. My, oh, and see, I can see. See the guy yeah. now. Starring Richard <laughs> Dean Anderson, who was also oh known God. as MacGyver. Yes, yes, he's a MacGyver dude. Yeah. <laughs> MacGyver was so popular, dude. It was so. Oh, popular. that makes me so mad. The minute you said Stargate SG One, I was like, he's a MacGyver guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great show. Uh, Stargate is good. Mm-hmm. You have watched it. I see? have. I have watched it. Dude, see, I should have said the. I should have said family of networks one of the things i was going to ask was is this a part of like a family of networks because sci-fi is part of, is a part of the nbc family of networks i did not I know that just, i would have just gone down the list i'd be like is it sci-fi <laughs> is that bravo <laughs> is it like is it usa <laughs> i was just I would like is it this. you would be getting both of you would be getting chick-fil-a every single week yep so if i were in this um my that's home improvement that's freaking i am going to destroy you with my tv show next week <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i think i picked like ned's declassified school survival guide two weeks ago and he just Great like sl- he slapped it I was all nice. I should have picked freaking Naked Brothers Band. No one watched that crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that's the end of Weisscast for the day. Uh, I'll try to edit it at some point and get it up at another point. <laughs> um, I'm going to listen to this song real quick and make sure it's a... No, I don't like it. I'm looking for a song, sorry. I found one earlier, but I didn't like it. Uh, All in favor of 5,000 Candles in the Wind? Maybe we should do that. 5,000 Candles in the Wind? Can you find a royalty-free version is the question. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. It was on NBC. Oh. All right. Folks, listen to... 5,000 Candles in the Wind by Mouse Rat. And R.I.P. Little Sebastian. R.I.P. We will send you out with that. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Weiss's Right. Bryant, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BKStinson08. Justin? 
Yeah, so Instagram, uh, Moss underscore Mania. And Twitter, it is Reed, R-E-E-D underscore Revolution. Follow him, folks. Follow. We're going to send you out with some Wolf Sebastian tribute. And we are out. Up in horsey heaven, here's a thing. You trade your legs for angels' wings. And once we've all said goodbye, you take a running leap and you learn to fly. Spread your wings and fly, spread your wings and fly.